Hi, how's it going? Charles Botenston here. Guess what we're going to be talking about today? We are going to be talking about one of my favorite things, which is fear. All right. So I'll just tell you a little bit, a little bit about the story of fear for me. So uh, essentially, I just started making sales calls again. So sales calls in real estate is calling either past clients, current clients, or people that have their home on the market by themselves, and you're calling them to convince them to list with you, or your buyer, you're calling someone to get referrals or repeat business or whatever the case is. Doesn't really matter. However, for me, is I started calling for sale by owners and past buyers and convincing them to work with us and blah, 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 blah. All right. So number one is why are we fearful? You know, we already went into this uh, a bunch of times. I don't have to go into this, but it's it's really important to understand fear. Incredible book by Susan Jeffers called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway that started me on the journey. I think that was the first book I ever read in self-development because I was so fearful. I was fearful of everything. I was fearing of success, fear of failure, fear of approaching a pretty girl, of even hanging out with cool dudes. You know, I'd get social anxiety. You know, I was always the partier, you know, the guy that was like, yeah, bring out Charles. He'll always be a good time and do something stupid and we'll laugh at it. But they never looked at me like, this guy can maybe be successful one day. Why? Because I never showed signs of it. So they had good reason to actually say that. And on top of that, uh, for me, I didn't see myself as maybe a success. You know, I don't even know how I got to to where I am because I was a total disaster, as you heard in probably one of my other podcasts. However, fear to me was visceral. It was a visceral fear that... You know, I, I made a YouTube video about homeostasis. Is I was I was so comfortable being comfortable. I was so comfortable being comfortable, and I did. You know, it's it's kind of one of those things when you see someone doing something miraculous, whether it's like a double backflip or a triple backflip on a, a BMX bike, or or you know, even doing a, a speech to fifteen twenty thousand. You're so you're saying, wow, that is so courageous. Or you see a fireman or or a warrior in battle, or you read about a story of Sparta or something like that, and you're like, holy cow! You're like, or even small things. You know, you you see day to day heroes. And you say, wow, that is courageous. You know, what would I do in that situation? And I would always imagine myself that I would say, you know what? I'm really fearful. I don't think I would do anything. I think someone else would have to take over. And it really carved out and it really ate away at my confidence. I could be honest about that. Is that it really, really dialed in that, I don't know. I just, I, it was, it was really disheartening. And I just remember I had this uh, very attractive, she was part of the dance team at, at in college. Uh, she was definitely the best looking one. She was the most uh, charismatic. Uh, every guy loved her. And I remember this, like it was yesterday. Someone walks up, up to me and they say, you know, I'm not going to say her name, but blah, blah, blah likes you. And it was so out of my just mentality that I didn't even believe them. They're like, I'm like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And they're like, no, seriously, she likes you. I'm like, what, really? And they're like, yeah, you should ask her out or you should go to the party and meet up with her and, you know, uh, date her or whatever. And I just, it was so outside of my homeostasis, if you want to bring that up, or so outside my comfort zone or my my edge of where I felt I belonged in society or in the tribe or whatever, that I just never, it literally took me, now that I think about it, it literally took me three months to make a move on her. Three months in college, 
in college when you see them almost every day. It's different if you have an entire life, okay? In where I went to school, there was no life. You literally just partied. That was it. Like, yeah, I played rugby, but I think at that time I got injured, so I wasn't playing. I had a couple of concussions and things like that. So I literally just approached her and said, hey, blah, blah, blah. And the first time that we actually you know, made love, it was so awkward because I, I was like, she's so out of my league. She's so pretty. I don't believe her. Uh, this is all a joke. You know, I'm going to learn on April Fool's or things like that. And it was true, and it was so hard for me to wrap my, my mind around it. And I was literally a slave to fear. Fear was my master and I just did what it said, which was you stay in your comfort zone and we were all there and I will be there in the future. You know, I may be there right now. I'm just not thinking of an example, but sales calls, I can give you this as an example is that day to day sales calls are, (coughs) excuse me, sales calls are, was that for quite some time is that sales calls were one of those things that I, it was just really challenging. And I just was always, <coughs> excuse me, that's professional, right? To be sneezing on a podcast. So that was me for sales calls is I would think about it and I would say, you know what? I don't know if I should do this. I don't know if this is me. Is this me? And that's the the number one thing is that you go inside. You go internal and you you ask yourself, you say, you know, is this girl, does she really like me? She's the captain of the dance team. Every Every guy is trying to get with her and she likes me or... Is success for me? Is this business for me? Is uh, this this really good school or this business or whatever the case is? Whatever you're looking for, even even a perfect example is your body. You know how many people go on a diet? They have this sick body one summer and then the fall comes and then they just completely lose it all. They gain all the weight back. They don't go to the gym. They don't eat healthy. And that's the biggest thing is that you either have success because you. Here you go. Believe it is for you or you don't believe it is for you. And that's where I was. I didn't believe that this girl would actually like me. And success in business. You'll do what is necessary if the doctor comes to you and says, you have diabetes. You just had a heart attack or you are bankrupt or you're uh, you're going to have a kid. You will figure out a way if you had a kid to make more money to pay for school and your child. You will, if you're bankrupt, know how to get another job, how to bring in income. If you go for, through a divorce or a breakup, it's going to be really challenging. But guess what? Now you're single. Okay, now you have to go out and you're forced to do it. So there's two ways. One is being forced to do something or number two is being willing to do it because you you feel and you believe you deserve this because you believe in what you're doing. And it doesn't have to be anything big. It could be just I believe in waking up early or I believe in education or I believe in uh, being eco-friendly or things like that. You know, for me, the biggest thing is with sales calls, I, I had a fear of rejection. So instead of going external and saying it's the for sale by owners that are calling, it's the people that I'm calling for business, it's the economy, it's the da-da-da-da, you can either go external and blame that, which 99% of society does, or you can go internal and say, how do I get better? What do I need to do? The last podcast that I did was being coachable. You have to go internal on this. You can't go external. If you go external and and you blame the market or the marketplace or the consumer or the customer or a competitor or a disruptor, 
You know, the marketplace didn't care about Blockbuster or Barnes and Noble or any of the travel agents or any of the stockbrokers when all those disruptions came on and I didn't need a stockbroker to buy stock or I didn't need a travel agent to go and book a, a flight. Like, nobody cares about them. You know, like, you had to adapt. You have to adapt. Nobody cared about the, the people that bought horses right before the Model T Ford came out. You know, nobody cared. Yeah, it took a little bit of time for the adoption, but guess what? That's going to happen in literally every industry. I'm in real estate. I know something is going to happen. So that's why you have to be proactive, which means conquering your fear. You have to understand why you have it. So I started asking the question, why am I not making sales calls? So I started saying, okay, why am I not making sales calls? I'm not making sales calls because I might get rejected. What happens when I get rejected? If I get rejected, I feel bad. Okay, if I feel bad, what happens? Then I will maybe feel bad at appointments. So, okay, I feel bad uh, during the calls and I feel bad on the appointments. And then if I do that, then the business goes down. If the business goes down, then I go out of business. If I go out of business, then I go to a nine to five and I don't want to go to a nine to five. Boom, that's all you have to do. But then I started even going deeper and say, why do I even have this in my life at all? So I started saying, I have a fear of rejection. Okay, a fear of rejection. Most people have it, which is completely uh, human nature because we have to belong in a tribe. And if we're not belonging in a tribe, then where are we? We're, we're not tribeless. You know, we're, we're kind of that, that odd person out. So we're always trying to belong. That's why social media is never going to go anywhere. It's really the state of the internet. And it's pretty much going to be everywhere all the time. It's just taking your offline personalities online and seeing what friends are doing and things like that. So I'll just break it down even further right now is... I was the last born in my family and my parents worked their ass off. They were always at work and I didn't really have many people taking care of me, you know, like, so I wanted, I guess the love, not I guess the love, it's, you know, I'm still trying to deny it, but I wanted the love from my parents. They were giving it to me, but it was just so little of it because they were so busy. And now I look back at it and and I say, they did the best they, they could. You know, they had to provide for three people and they did the best that they could. I don't blame them at all. I want to know how I am, not to blame them, but to to see how do I overcome this? So essentially, I have a fear of rejection because the fear of rejection was I don't have a lot of time with the people that are raising me. I need to make the most out of it. So I had this I had to people please. I had this this approval seeking mentality. I had to seek approval. And when you're calling for business, you're not always going to be getting a nice answer. You're not always. And this is with anything. This is the marketplace. This is when you put up a post, a totally different post. Say you're you're now a photographer. You're now doing MMA fighting, fighting, and people see you as you know this nice charismatic girl. And now you're doing MMA fighting, or or now you're doing something that's totally outside your quote unquote brand or quote unquote your personality, people are going to start, you know, rejecting you. And they're not like not calling you, but they're going to start saying, oh, what is this? You know, you're now you're into MMA or now you're into photography or now you're into, you know, deep philosophical quotes or now you're into self-development or now you're into podcasts or whatever. And they're going to start questioning you. The thing is, when they start questioning you, like I said in uh, another episode, is you're in the realm of homeostasis. And homeostasis is essentially your comfort zone. When you're in the comfort zone, going just just a little bit outside of it is pushing your comfort zone. It's pushing your homeostasis and your body does not want you to do that. Your body wants you to be comfortable. So 
it tries to push you back and it says, you're tired, you need rest, don't go to the gym, this food is better than a salad, immediate gratification, immediate gratification, go for your phone, answer your email, don't make sales calls, and that's essentially where I was. So this is a long-winded podcast to say, what happened? Number one is I got accountability partner. Accountability partner was someone that I hired. And the person that I hired was someone that I would joke around with and everything else. But she held me accountable that said, listen, you need to do this because you need to bring in business. And I said, wow, you're right. I need to bring in business right now. So I had to do it. That was my have to. And like I was saying, you know, whatever, five, six minutes ago, my had to or your had to is I'm, I, I just went through a breakup or I went, I need money. I don't even have enough money for my family or my car or my insurance or my job or things like that. You have to do it now. So I had an accountability partner, number one. Number two is I reached the point where there was so much pain. So Tony Robbins talks about this. You either have, you're either going towards pleasure or you're avoiding pain. And I was going so far down the pain route of not making sales calls and not living up to my potential that I just said, you know what? I don't care what happens. I need to make sales calls. I hit such a pain threshold that I just said, I need to make sales calls. And you're going to hit that. And that pain could be a heart attack or diabetes. And your doctor says, you got to exercise and you need to eat correctly. Otherwise, you're screwed. You're dead. You have to do this now. Or the government says, listen, there's new regulation and you have to pay higher taxes or you have to do this from now on. You, you either adapt or you die. And it's the marketplace. Why is Amazon just crushing it? The reason is they're just continuously innovating at such a high level because of Jeff Bezos, the visionary brilliance that he has implemented at Amazon is making fear like he controls fear. So that's number two or three, whatever it is. Number whatever next is your emotions of fear are right before the fear. It's not actually doing the fear. It's not actually talking to the pretty girl. It's right up to it. It's right up to making a sales call. It's right up to launching. It's right up to pressing publish. It's right up to doing something that you're fearful of. Okay, it's right up to going to the gym. It's right up to buying the shoes. Okay, it's right up until then you get all the fear. And then that's when people pull back and they say, you know what, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll make sales calls tomorrow. And that was me for three years or two. I I wouldn't say three years, probably two years, two years of my life, just sitting in homeostasis, comfortable being comfortable and never pushing my comfort zone. So I'll, I'll go on this. This is the last thing is that. I bring up this in my mind a lot, and then I'll bring up the last thing. So I bring up this in my mind a lot, which is we're all going to die. And it, it like whatever we do needs to be a legacy in, in a positive way. And I'm going to go really deep for a second is if you don't have a legacy, then you never really lived. Your legacy could be small, which is I raised beautiful kids or I had a loving relationship with my spouse or my partner or whatever or I grew a massive business or I donated you know ten dollars to my local charity or my church or something like that you know like you have to leave a legacy of positivity or else you never really lived you know really think about what your legacy is I think about it every morning in my morning routine I say your legacy is who you become and what you give back, who you become, 
and what you give back. And if you do none of that, then like, why are you here? What are you doing? What is your purpose? Your purpose is your one thing, is your passion people talk about, and blah, 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 and you need to follow your passion. I was so passionate about singing and so passionate about technology and things like that, but it is 100% true because if you don't have a passion, then you're not truly living. How do you find your passion? You have to try different things. If you're not trying different things, you're stuck in homeostasis, you're afraid of the future. And I'll leave you with this last thing, which is, I already talked about it a bunch of times, but it's taken me many, 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 many years to get to the point where I actually meditate. And, you know, you probably meditate and everything else. But I have, I, I've listened to the monkey brain. I forget who calls it. I think it's Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson calls it your your monkey brain that just runs around in your head and it says, don't try this, don't do that, stay safe, uh, listen to what your parents, society, social media, and everyone else talks about. And you never go outside your comfort zone and you listen to that little monkey in your brain that bounces around and it it keeps you safe. You know what? When you meditate, it's just blank. It's an empty canvas. It's just the the paved road of what can I do? How do I get better? How do I improve? How do I become more efficient? Which is definitely a podcast title in the future. So... I hope this helps a little bit. You know, obviously, uh, fear is one of the biggest things. And uh, for me, sales calls, it had to take me probably 30, probably a month of getting used to the routine. Not, I'm not 100% used to the calls, but used to the routine of doing it. And it's the same thing with the gym is that I feel really weird if I don't go to the gym. I feel my day, I feel very frustrated, I feel like I have this pent-up anger or this pent-up aggression that I need to just release, and it's because the gym wipes me out, clears my mind, and I feel amazing afterwards. So, have an awesome day. I hope this helps in fear. Um, you know, I would start at Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. I would also, but that's by Dr. Susan Jeffers. I, was also, I would also recommend The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. That's an amazing book. So have an awesome day. Subscribe, leave comments, and uh, share the podcast. Talk to you soon.